Tony, they were up like 15 after the first quarter. Four, three, two, one. All right, so yeah, what you saying, Obi? (laughs) Obi Toppin, uh, he's got a calf injury, but um, they were up 15 against the Cavs, and now it's tied. Um, So it's funny because, like, they they just can't stop turning the ball over. I don't know why. See the Cavs on there, like, their little – I mean, that's um, pre early early season early season uh streak right now. Obi can't play. We're not gonna see the rest of Obi until February, dog. No, they say he's coming back. They say he's probably gonna play this third week of January, the latest. So basically, February. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with the calf, dog. You gotta be careful with the calf, man, because that's the same. Sh- same shit that happened with KD. Yeah, that calf is connected to that. Injury. That calf is connected to the Achilles injury. It's, it's connected I, I to the Achilles. Like, your your thyroid is connected to your leg bone. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Yeah. Like, I know so you got to be careful with that like, calf. There's levels to everything. It's like you got to be careful with that calf. Yeah, that's why they're taking. Um, look at you. That's what I'm saying. You shouldn't. I mean, you shouldn't be seen until February. It doesn't have to be that extreme. If you rolled your ankle and you're good for first week of February, huh? First week of February? That's extreme. He wouldn't have, so How? he's not supposed to play for essentially a month and a half. For a month. A month and a half. He played one game. A month. So that's a month. And he's a half. our number eight pick, dog. This is our future. Yeah. Well, your future. Your 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 Huh? If he's healthy, he should play. Nah, man, you got just chilling that calf, man. That calf shit is like about six weeks. No, it's nigga. What are you talking about? No, it's not. I researched it. What are you talking about? A strained calf. Okay, do you know what type of strained calf he has? What what grade is it? The grade, the highest grade, should be six. Is six weeks. But he doesn't have that. They should treat it like it. Why? All right. So we have a, why not? Oh, 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 watch him play. So we have a sprained okay. knee. They should treat it like they have a torn mm-hmm. ACL. No, it's okay, treated like you have okay, a sprain. So that's my point. It's not the same thing. But you said, but you're talking about the grade. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I interject? You just said you don't know what grade is it. I never it's said It's not that. a different injury. No, no, now you want to, now you're trying to bring up a different. Hey, wait, wait. Can I, can I, can I finish? You're bringing up a whole different, you're trying to connect two different injuries. You, you, you're, you're, you're trying to correlate knee with a torn ACL. No, you shouldn't treat it like that. But if you have a, what level grade three sprain? He doesn't have that. Which is the which? And let's just wait. Let's just say that's the highest sprain is a, but he is a three. Have that. And you have a two uh, two level sprain. You should treat it as a three third level sprain. That makes no sense. So why do we agree? Like where are we? Where, where, why? Is, what is he coming back to? To do what? That doesn't make any sense. If you literally say, what is he coming back to? Okay, no, no, wait. Can you answer my question? No, wait. What is he coming back to? He has to play. But to for why? Why does he have you're to not play serious, against who? Against who? Why can't he not? Wait, wait. I'm at, wait. I'm I'm seriously asking a question. Why can't he take a month off? Of like they're not winning. So why is he why can't... play? And it doesn't matter. You have to play. Why is anybody? No, no. Why? No, no. I no, no. I agree. He has to play. But why can't he not take a month off? Is what I'm asking. 
He has a calf injury. Oh, nigga, you're not making any sense. If the doctor tells you, yo, uh-huh. AB. No, wait, 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 wait. Can I put this caveat in? Wait, 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 wait. Great. Can I put this caveat? The team doctor or my personal doctor? My Which nigga, one? It still it looks bad on the organization if you get hurt again. That means that that team doctor gets fired. So it doesn't matter if you keep getting re-injured. Like look at look at like the the medical staffs who their players get re-injured. Those medical people ain't medical people no more. So, and this ain't football. This isn't like we need you to play. It's like they're gonna be on the cautious side. So if they're like, yo, this yeah, is a two to a two to three it's injury. six weeks. According to Oxford University Hospitals, in total, it takes up to three days for a pulled calf muscle to start feeling better, but a full recovery may take up to six weeks, according to Oxford University Hospitals. You're using a general calf injury and relating it to his calf injury. I'm I'm looking up a calf. I'm looking up a calf. It says it right on Google. A calf strain is up to six weeks. Why can't you just take the six weeks? His game is predicated on jumping really, really high, running really, really fast. He needs his calf to be at full capacity. If you come back too quickly, Mm -hmm. you might make that injury a little bit more severe than it really had to be in the first place. Yeah, you shouldn't play the rest of the season, bro. No, I didn't say that. See, now that's what you're saying. No, 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 that's what you're saying. No, no. Don't put words in my mouth. Please don't project. Don't project your next frustration. Can I say my piece? I just want to say one thing. Don't project your next frustration onto me, please. Thank you. You literally took a red. It wasn't frustrating. No one said anything. You're the one who's like, he shouldn't play. I don't For a month. That has anything to do with like. For a month, which is four weeks. That makes no sense. Do I need to explain to you what how long a calf strain? Red eh? calf injury. And I looked up a random. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, I don't no problem. Though. That's not a fact. No problem, dog. I you mean, looked up a random. Even though he has to run with the calf, the calf okay. is like really, really important to you, like running. But hey, me? whatever. I'm asking like a serious question. Do you understand what grades mean? Yeah, so why do you think they have grades? To decipher between how the severity of the injury. Okay, so if it's not that severe, why is it not missing? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's all I was trying to figure so out. Wait, so wait, wait, because you it. looked up again. Like I said, and hold on, I'll let you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you say your piece, even though you haven't let me say mine. I'm gonna let you say your piece. Okay. You were telling me that you looked up a again a random um, calf injury and was like. Yo, mm-hmm. this thing takes six weeks to heal. And I'm trying to tell you, like, okay, mm-hmm. that might be true, but I need to know, like, what grade it is. They told you, the team came out and said, look, we're going to reevaluate it in seven to ten days. The Cavs, um, with Kevin Love, just reevaluated his thing, and he's not going to get reevaluated for three to five weeks. So clearly, they don't have the same type of strain in their calves. One guy has a worse strain than the other one because you're not going to reevaluate mm-hmm. someone in 10 days for one calf mm-hmm. if it's the same as another guy's calf mm-hmm. that's going to be 5 weeks to even look at. They're not they're not saying he's back in 5 weeks. They're going to reevaluate him in potentially 5 weeks. 
So that's what I'm saying. He doesn't need a month to come back. That's all I've been trying to. I, that's all I'm not understanding like how that has been a point. In no, I, and what I've been trying to say is why not because he take a full need six weeks that much time off. You do understand you you need rhythm, but his calf, but that calf injury can lead to a potential no, Achilles injury. Is what I'm can saying lead to anything. But if you are healthy and I'm saying that, but. Okay, I don't understand what you're trying to say. If you were what, because uh, you're not trying to understand what I'm trying to say. That's to that's why. Point. Like, you have no concept outside of your own opinion of what you're I'm trying to say. Like, like you have no concept outside of your own opinion. He should miss a month, and I'm trying to say like he doesn't need that mm-hmm. time off. That's all I was saying. What I'm saying is that the Knicks are a lottery team. As presently constructed, you shouldn't have your guy. They will not wait. Wait, can I can I wait? Wait, I'll let you talk. They are not going anywhere, they're not making any noise. Even let's say, even if by the grace of God they make the playoffs, they will be out within the first round. Why does anyone play? What does one wait? wait, wait. What is one month? What is what is one month? Because he doesn't okay. I don't understand how this, this makes any sense. Does what does one month he can take off a month just because you want to see him? That's all. Just say you want him to see him because you want to see him play. Back up. Back up. Mm-hmm. We ain't making any sense. Mm-hmm. Because by your logic, okay. <laughs> I just I just explained to you a cap a cap injury can take between three and three days and six and six weeks. You saying he doesn't need that time off because it's not that severe of an injury. Granted. But what I'm trying to say is, why even rush back? Like, just why take the whole six weeks. That's what I don't because you don't know what that shit might lead into. Because you, you need, again, you he is a person who's predicated on athleticism. His, his whole game is athleticism. Okay. Why not? Nigga, everybody in the NBA's game is athleticism. No one no one is a better player because of a torn Achilles. Like, no one can tear that Achilles and be like, you know what? Well, why even risk it though? Is what I'm saying. Everyone is saying the same thing last season no, with Kevin Durant. Look what same. happened. That's why I don't understand. First of all, it's two seasons ago. Second of all, those are not the same things. So what did Kevin Durant have? Oh my goodness, bro! At oh, first, what did he have at first? What did he have? A calf injury, correct? I understand that those two. It wasn't a. What was it? What did Kevin have? What answer the question? Did you answer the question correctly? What did Kevin Durant have at first? What am I? They're not the same thing. Okay, no problem. You don't want to answer. No problem. Um. Anyway, so these coronavirus vaccines, man. What do you think is like? Don't don't rub your don't rub your hand. Don't rub your hand. Don't rub your hand. But anyway, this coronavirus vaccine. What do you think would be the implications it'll have on the um NBA season? Um, I think that they, I mean, I, I think that more, more, uh, stadiums are going to have fans in them just because of like the way things are going to go. It's going to be very much like a, a random type of trip just because there's going to be a lot of fans in one city that might. One city might have more fans than the other city. Uh, right now, I just saw that there's uh, six teams that are planning on having fans. Uh, Cavs are going to have fans. Well, the Cavs have fans now. 
but they're going to have, uh, I think, 7,000 fans starting in January. The governor of the state just made the announcement of uh, Ohio just made the announcement today, um, signed that bill into law. So I, from an arena aspect, we're talking about like, like um, a disadvantage or an advantage. I don't know how much it's going to be. Like, I can't tell you because like, they're probably going to still packing crowd noise and they're probably still going to, you know, so like the amount of fans are going to be there. I don't think will tip the scale necessarily. Um, I think what might make things weirder is if more players decide to start going out that are on the road because you have a lot of road trips. You have a lot of different things like that. Which is going to happen, by the way. Which is going to happen, by the way. Yeah, people are going to go out. Like, NBA players are going to catch it. Like, this isn't this isn't like a, Yeah, they're going like to catch it. One, like, a, like, everyone in the league's not going to get it. But um, I think, I don't think the NBA will be forced to get it. Um, Adam Silver already said, like, they won't come to the front of the line. I think what the government would want, or people would want, is for NBA players to start to get it, to seem to get people to like. Yeah, the um, Surgeon General. Again, you can't force anybody to take, especially. I mean, the Surgeon General already came out and actually asked LeBron and say, hey, you know, why don't you uh, take, like, I don't, like, that's what I don't understand. Like, why do you, why does the government care so much about what NBA players do? Like, wasn't the NFL? Why? But why? It seems to me like the government wants NBA players to take this vaccine in order to get more black people to 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 potentially take this vaccine. I mean, they want because they said um, it's a report that's saying that at the rate that we're going, it's going to take ten. If we're at the rate that we're going, we're taking a million vaccines. We're going to get a, a million vaccines per month, and what we really need is three million. Uh, three. 0.5 million per week in order to like get this thing down to like us uh 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 insignificant uh level right now so i don't know man this thing well my thing is it's just like i think they want be to get people with clout but that's what i'm saying why not get tom well, brady is, isn't tom brady like, like a football player right like, now it's probably not just the fact that it's like it's it's i think he just just pitch it to LeBron because LeBron's the most famous athlete in the world. I don't think he was thinking like LeBron's black. Let me let me pitch it to LeBron. It was more of like pitch it to him, whatever. I assume if he's like, hey, I believe you. Brady, I believe that was one hundred percent the um. If Tom Brady wants to take it, that'd be great. The motive uh, that can influence his people. I don't know. People are dumb. People are influenced by a lot of things. Um, the president can take it. The current president, not not uh, Biden. Um, can take it, and then those people like it. You know, it's just people are influenced by wealthy, powerful men. That's kind of just how society works. Um, that's not a that's not a race thing. That's a that's a money slash gender thing. And um, I think that was more the play of like, hey, let me get this guy because if this guy gets it or takes it rather, I know that um, you know hundreds of millions of people will feel more comfortable taking it. That's not even like a a left or right opinion that is that is like influence, essentially. 
going back to your point of um having a crowd in the in the stands, I, I actually feel like that is to the advantage of the um actual home team. I mean, a lot of athletes have said, man, crowd noise can make the whole can make that much of a difference, even if it's like fifteen people in a crowd. As long as someone's like cheering and thing- giving you emanating that energy Honestly, through you. I don't think I think it'd be able to propel you. That could be able to propel you in like a close game, two minutes, two minutes to go, you're down by five. I only think that would help in situations where a team is maybe going on a back has a back to back and like has a road game and like is going from a city like New York who isn't having any friends and then has to play like Houston the next day that has that. I believe they're having the most fans, like 7,500. 7, so maybe going from an arena that's like completely quiet to an arena that's like at least has some people in it, maybe that might screw you up. But to me, it's like you're already pumping in crowd noise. And it's like, I understand like. Do the, wait, I haven't heard anything about the, the players hear the huh? crowd noise. I haven't read anything about that. Does, do players hear the crowd I mean, noise or no? In the building. I mean, I can hear it on TV. So like, I'm a... I mean, that's what I'm saying. Though. A lot of... T- they just do it for, t- no, for television. They, that doesn't mean that they do it. it Are yes, you sure? Pumping it. It's not It's not like a, a feed going to our set. It's a feed going into the building, and then the mics in the building is what we're picking up. It's like a, like how normal crowd noise kind of weird. It's like we're not... They don't have like the... Yeah. the well, they do have the crowd mic, but it's like... It's the same thing. So, like, the Knicks, they're not – I don't know how many other teams are doing this, but, like, they're not having their announcers on the road, right? So, like, they're, they they have their announcers, like, in the studio, and they're calling the game off the monitor. So what happens is, is, like, you can – maybe some people who aren't, like, that audio savvy as maybe we are, but you can hear the difference. You can hear that they're not there. Like, when, like, Mike Breen talks, the, the, the crowd noise drops a little bit, and his voice kind of raises up. Because they're plugging the audio that's plugged in is coming from two different spots. I understand, like, you know, like when you're in an arena, obviously, like he has a direct mic to him that's going into one feed, and like they have like mics all around the arena getting the crowd noise, but you can still hear it because it's all in one building. But you can tell like these guys aren't in the same room just because of the way the sound comes in. That seems pretty weird to me. When I'm looking, when I'm listening to it on, when I'm watching the game on television, and I hear, and I start to hear that chant of defense, and I'm just like, "It's too, it's nah, too it's much. It's too, I mean, it's too, too much production. It's too much production going on. It's overproduced. You're overproducing at that point to me. I mean, you don't need it as much. You don't like, need that, man. Quote unquote, the bubble that they did. I thought like the um, I thought the I thought the bubble was like best case. I think just because like. Everyone was in the same arena, so, like, you weren't, or relatively speaking, everyone was in, like, the same location, so, like, everything was kind of similar, whereas, like, you're going to every arena, so everyone's going to do their shit different, like, like, um, some teams have, like, that big banner on the back or something like that that says, like, Boston or Brooklyn or whatever, um, some teams, like, Cleveland, they don't have anything, they just, they just have, like, the, the big sheets pulled over with advertising, that's where the dollars are coming in the big sheets pulled over the stuff. And, like, um, I don't know. Did you watch the – what game was it? Was it the Heat game? I don't know because I guess this is something we're going to talk about. I think it was the Heat game where they had, like, the camera, like, super zoomed in on the court. But, like, you couldn't – it was, like, kind of hard to see the see the, see the the uh, game. 
because normally like the the camera's kind of a little zoomed out so you can see the crowds. Like yeah, it's, it's broadcast, yeah. it's standard like, broadcast. At, at the coaches, you're looking at the coaches' side. Um, but this was like zoomed into the point where like you couldn't even see the the bench, like the 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 benches of the teams. It was so zoomed in, and I was like, it was just jarring to see. And I think it was because they didn't want people to see the, uh, they didn't want people to see the um, the empty seats. Which I'm like, that's kind of dumb. We already know that there's empty seats. Like we know that they're not gonna, yeah. They, yeah we I, know I, I didn't really gonna, like it. You know, I saw some yeah. people said they did like it. Um, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't really my. I mean, in every and every, every, there's weirdos everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But um, all right. So that leads into. What do you see unfolding for the uh, for the season? This season, uh, going out. <clears throat> so, I think that if I just have mass predictions, I'll have one on the court, one off the court. I'll go with the off the court first. Um, I think that um, most. I think that we will go through the season without significant COVID spikes. Now here's here's why. I agree. Uh, spikes, before you even say nothing, I I agree. Go ahead. So like, um, you know, how like in the NFL, like they had to keep moving games and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Like they had like a whole team basically got COVID at one point, like multiple times, from the Titans to the Ravens to the Steelers. The Ravens. Like a mo- bunch of teams got COVID. I don't think that's gonna happen. On for right for now because a couple reasons a. Uh, I just there there just aren't as many p- people that work in an NBA team that that work just on the sideline of an NFL game. The NFL has probably one NFL team probably has about a hundred people. That's players, coaches, um, equipment managers, doctors, um, all that stuff. Just like whoever, there's just there's just a lot of people. That's one sideline. And I'm not even talking about on the field. So it's so much easier to, like, get something popping. Whereas, like, the NBA, even – and I, I I didn't see if they had the same restrictions they had last season where about how many people could go to the bubble. But, I mean, you only have about – you have 15 players. You have about five coaches, six coaches. You probably got maybe, what, like, maybe about five medical staff people. That's only 25 people. So, like, if you have two of those, you have less people. You have less people combined between two teams than you have on an NFL roster. So, I just think because of that, the importance that I think a lot of guys know, I think just people like James Harden is just a dick. Um, we can just talk about him later. Uh, I think that they will – I think they will go, and I think – well, I think some guys will get it. I don't think we will cancel or postpone games outside of the one with James Harden because he was just being a, a dick. <laughs> and the other thing, yeah, I think we wouldn't. We're not going to see a whole bunch of cancellation of games. No, nah, I just think the way just the was simple fact up. that I think this season is just like I think NBA players are a little bit more tamed. Oh yeah, we definitely have a, fact, a little bit, a little, just a smidge more disciplined. I mean, I, I doubt, like, a team, like, say the Lakers, for example, like, everyone knows who's the lead on that team is, like, LeBron. And, like, everyone knows, like, LeBron's not going for that. Like, 
Like no clubbing, no no strip. Like everybody knows, like LeBron's not going. I think the NBA has enough veterans on each team, or at least one guy per team that'll say, "Hey guys, let's you know." Well, I mean, honestly, if you just look at, let's make sure that this that this um that this season actually goes off a little bit yeah, without a hitch. Honestly, over the last maybe about 10, 15 years, like go look at you know some of the guys that were drafted, not in terms of like their playing style, but like who they were. Right, like, like who, how yeah. they grew up. Like Kyrie Irving. This is not to be like, if you don't have a father in your life, you're going to be messed up. That's not true. What I'm saying is like a lot of these guys aren't like the. If I didn't make it to the league, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, these are not that. Those type of dudes aren't really in the league anymore. Honestly, like, like the NBA has, I think, somewhat of a way filtered those guys. Out. Like you're not gonna have like the Steph, the, the Steve Francis's of the world in the league, or like um, Smush Parkers, you know, like the guys who are like, I'm not really taking this shit seriously. Like I'm kind of like doing this on the side. If I make the league, I make it. If I don't, I don't. Those type of dudes aren't aren't in the NBA anymore. It's guys who like work care about their craft. Man. Yeah, there's more. I'm not gonna say character guys, but there's just more guys who just aren't a part of that lifestyle. And, like, you know, there's still some guys who are holdovers, like maybe, like, Lou Williams, you know, stuff like that. But, like, those guys are getting filtered out. Like, they're just not – they're just not in the league. So, that's another reason why I think they're just not going to play. And I guess on the court, to slide over to what I have on the court, I think um, – I mean, I could say the Lakers are going to win the championship, which I do think is going to be a thing. But I'll say um, – but I actually, like, kind of bolder prediction um, – I don't have the Nets making up the second round of the playoffs. You don't have the Nets getting out the second round of the playoffs? No, I think they're going to lose to either Milwaukee, whoever their matchup in the second round. I don't know who it's going to be. Why do you – all right. You said why do you think they're going to lose to Milwaukee? It doesn't have to be Milwaukee. It could be either either of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Boston, mm-hmm. Miami. Mm-hmm. Those are probably only the teams I have probably like ahead of them. one of those three so it why depends you, on who they why do you feel like that? match up with so and this is before i had this before that dimwitty got hurt so this is not like okay i had i had the eastern conference finals as their ceiling and if they made it to the finals they would be overachieving but go ahead um, i don't know your so reason for it. offensively i think they're mm-hmm. going to be again like dynamite like when katie and Kyrie are on and they still have like Harris and they still have Levert. I guess they're gonna probably start Levert now because of Dimity's injury. But like, you still have those guys. No, they should stay with. Sh- I, I personally believe they should start Shaman and keep Levert on the bench. Either way, but it doesn't I... matter. Um, I think offensively they're going to be one of, if not the best offenses in the M- in the NBA, just because of how many three point shooters they have. How the fact that you cannot double anybody. You cannot double their stars. You cannot double Kyrie. You cannot double Kevin. Like, they they are not turnover-prone guys like that. Um, they are just guys who are just going to um, live in on the free throw line and make shots all the time. The problem is, is that their best defender might be Kevin Durant, and that's a problem. Because a guy coming off a torn ACL, or sorry, Achilles, should not be your best defender. Um, 
I think they are going to have a bad, bad, bad defense. Now, it hasn't shown yet because they've played all of Memphis. Uh, Boston, they kind of just overwhelmed Boston. And they played, uh, I forgot who else they played. Oh, they played, uh, who they played? Oh, they played the Warriors, who looked terrible. Um, but when they start playing teams that like can really score, like the Lakers, the Clippers, when the Clippers are actually, you know, trying to play basketball, not losing those 50 points. Um, that's when you're going to start seeing, like, okay, like these guys, when they need stops, they're not really going to get stops. I think that was the reason why I really liked the Lakers last year. I really liked the Clippers, even though they completely fell apart, was because, like, when you need to lock someone down, they will be able to lock you down. And I, I really do question whether or not they'll be able to do that. Um, into the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I don't see them making it out round two. I'm going to disagree with that point only based on the simple fact that the Bucks are not a, a yeah, the Bucks are not going to the uh, the Bucks are not a championship quality team. Let's just put it out there. They don't they need to play through Chris Middleton. That's first. Um, Drew Holiday is severely inconsistent. They need shooting, which they lack. Um, Giannis, so far, even if, even in this early season, he hasn't shown that his game has evolved past the blow by first step, the spin move, or the euro step. Like I haven't. I have I've seen small quantities of like a post up fadeaway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um Boston, I, I think Boston, <clears throat> you know, I think Boston in two or three years will dominate the East. I don't I also think the shooting when in the playoffs start, the shooting will be a will be a problem because teams are gonna Teams are gonna lock down this, and they're gonna force them. They're gonna force Marcus Smart to be that uh, three-point shooter that that he thinks he is. But is is not gonna work out in his he favor. Takes too many like just bad threes. Um, the Heat. I can see the Heat if they if they face the Heat in the second round, which I doubt. But I can see the Heat defeating them. But well, I don't think like they're going to be defeated. Three, just say like your top three teams you think are going to make out the East, like one, two, or three. One, two, and three. Like this um, team, and then if this team doesn't make it, that team, and if that team doesn't make it, this team. Honestly, I, I'm I'm liking the Heat again, just based on the fact that they got Avery Bradley, they got rid of Boss Man. Um, so by getting by getting Avery and Brad a, uh, Avery uh, Avery what Avery, Bradley, right? Avery Avery I can't. I don't know why I'm having all the same thing. Everyone knows who you're talking about. AB. Yeah. By getting AB, I think that, I mean, he you get the same thing that Boss Man 99 gave you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boss Man 99 is uh is a nickname that uh Sam Dusenberry from the uh, Pick and Pop podcast gave. Uh, what's the? I forgot his name. See, I've been calling him Boss Man for so long. I actually yeah, got his real name. Um, uh, fucking uh, James Crowder. Yeah, James Crowder. 
Um, he gives you the same exact thing, but I think Adrian Bradley has a better shooting percentage from three. But I don't think he can. He'll be able to guard fours like Boss Man did. Um. So I'm gonna go the Heat. The Nets just have too much firepower. Like everybody on that team, outside of like uh, Jared Allen and DJ, could shoot from the could shoot from deep. Like it's insane. Like the the amount of shooters they have on that team. Um. And then Boston, like like I said, Boston in two to three years, they're gonna run the East. There's a there's right now there's a um there's a stat right now that um for every player that's twenty that's been twenty one and has get gotten all NBA honors, that player has a ninety six percent chance of being a Hall of Famer. That's not that crazy um, of an idea. Yeah, by by the age of twenty one, so yeah, that's not that's okay. That's not yeah. crazy. So I and get and guess who's on there? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's on that list. Yeah, I wouldn't. So Jason Tatum won't be. Won't I believe will will and I won't doubt that Jason. he will be an all uh, potentially a Hall of Fame player if he keeps like. Yeah, he he's going to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Got a Jalen Brown's been getting progressively better. Each season he's been in the league. Like I'm talking points per game, shooting efficiency, rebounding, um, free throws, like progressively better. And he, not for nothing, I believe that right now Jalen Brown is is in the top five of two-way players in the league. Hands down. He's he should be in the top five. And he's only 24. Now, another thing I was saying is that. Tatum and Brown are barely, barely age twenty four, and they the Eastern Conference Final twice already. And your apex, like they haven't even begun to peak in their prime yet. So once they peak, they're gonna be, they're gonna own the East. They're gonna own the East. But um, yeah. So I got Heat, Brooklyn, and Boston. And then I would say my dark horse would be the Sixers, just based on like coaching and based on the fact that have legit three point uh snipers on their team now. Um they went on and signed uh uh I forgot I'm forgetting his name. Stephen Curry's little brother. Steph. Seth Curry, and he went out and got a uh, Mister Twenty uh, Percent from three points in the finals himself, Mister Danny Green, which I'm not gonna hold that against them. But yeah, they went out and got those two dudes. Uh, Shake Milton, I believe, is going to be able to uh, elevate his game this season. So I'm I'm really liking how um that team is constructed. So yeah, they're gonna be my dark horse for the um finals. But in order, I'm gonna say Heat, Brooklyn. In Boston. Okay. Uh, so I got. I think Philly's gonna win the East. I just think, like I said, they they could have the best defense in the league. They they could potentially have two All NBA defensive players and two All NBA players um, in Simmons and Embiid. Uh, 
I don't think they fit perfectly together. So this is like a real stretch for me to say that, but I just think like they're too talented for me to think that you have to trade one and then like try to recruit back a guy who that might may or may not fit as well on the team. I got them number one making out the East because like I said, the shooting or not shooting, the defense and I think they have just enough shooting to get by. Um, number two, I would have um, Milwaukee. I completely disagree with you about Milwaukee. I think that while they aren't the same team, I do still feel like Giannis is just the type of dude, like, he's going to get into that, and again, which is something dumb, I don't understand. The NBA community does this, but it's always like, once you have a couple MVPs, but you don't make the finals, whatever, we basically just start ripping you apart. Which, you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. But I still think they have a really That's exactly the point. You have to, at some point, you have to, at some point, at some point, the kid gloves don't have to come off, and you're gonna to have to receive this uh, slander. But go ahead. Yeah, it's like anything. Uh, so I do think I think they have. I think sometimes he is maybe not put necessarily in a great position to succeed by his team. I think a lot of times they ask him, especially in the playoffs, they give him the ball at the top of the key, or the top of the three point line, and just go like, "All right, do something," and it's like, "All right, you can't." always ask this guy who, like, look, he, he's not the most, like, fluid offensive player. He's not like Kevin Durant. He's not going to put a bunch of moves on you or whatever. But that guy is still a, a great player. Like, there's no there's no question about it. Like, he's still able to get to the rim. He gets your team, um, your other team in foul trouble. He um, He's still just someone who's able to, Create offense. I understand it's not the prettiest way to do it, but he's someone who's able just to create offense in that way. So I will say that um, I will say that I think the Bucks are my number two. And while I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, like I said, I think they're going to lose in the second round. Like you said, the Nets. There is a version of them that I can see, obviously making the finals. Of like they're just shooting it too well, and you just cannot stop it. And again, this regular season is going to come down to pretty much like who plays, who doesn't play, how many games, like who takes it seriously. I have no idea who to, who's going to have the best record, worst record in the league. I'm not the worst. Like who's going to be like one of the best, like how the seeding is even going to work. So I think seeding in the East is going to matter significantly just because of like who you play in the first or second round. Because I think that's going to be a telltale sign of like, who gets where and how far does that person get? So I have Philly number one, I have Bucks number two, and I have the Nets at number three. Philly, I have no confidence in in them getting to the finals. Because one of the factors is that Embiid seems to never, his body seems to give up in the most crucialest moments. Um, he's never, almost never in shape. By the time the playoffs start, it's like 
his stamina just gets drained. Last year, last year in the bubble, well, last season in the bubble. Well, they hated their coach. I, I can't believe, really hold that. I believe. I think well, that last season that was BS by what they did, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't fuck with the coach. You can tell from the from the day one they didn't fuck with this guy. I understand. I know. No, that's understandable. But Embiid needed to to give me a game where he went off for at least 45 and 18. And I believe he gave me 32 and 10. Um, Again, Danny Green will, will be great during the regular season for them. But once the playoffs start, he's deteriorating as a player. Like I said, last season in a bubble he only shot around 22 to 28 percent from three and he only takes threes it was one game he actually went one for eight and that's not and like that type of production is not going to be sufficient in the eastern conference this year um seth is a is a great shooter but again, he's a little bit undersized. I don't, and I don't know, like when it comes to like. Well, that's my thing. He's gonna have to that's guard. The why he's gonna have to getting. He's uh, gonna have to guard Kemba. Wait, no, he doesn't. Or Dragic. Why does he have to guard Kemba? Or who else? Who else? All right, so all right, let's the Boston. Who else is he gonna guard on, on Boston? Why? Is he gonna guard Tatum? You know, Boston has there's five players on the court. Boston starts. But is, all right, wait. Who can he guard outside of Kemba, and probably Marcus Smart? Smart. So that's two people. Okay, Mark, that's he. He he's not there to be like a. He's not a defensive player. He's not there to be like fucking Hakeem Olajuwon. Like no I, one says he has to be Hakeem well, Olajuwon, but he does have to. Wait, wait. He does have to play defense yeah, against these defense, great point guards. You're putting him on a guy who's an uh-huh. inconsistent offensive player. That's what. That's what you do. You typically take your Jesus, Lord. You typically take your worst offensive player and you put him, uh-huh. or your vice versa. You put your worst defensive player. You put on the team's worst offensive player, and that's just so he's the worst defensive player on that team. Is what you're telling me? The worst offensive player team. The, the he's worst. no, no. He's the worst defensive player on that on the sexes. Seth Curry. That's what you're telling me right now. Yeah. Okay, exactly. That's my point. He's bad at he's bad at defense, and he's gonna have to guard these people. He's got to guard that smart, but again, he's gonna have to guard guards that can shoot his lights out. That could actually score. Dog, I don't understand what you're talking about. He he's gonna have to try and guard. He's gonna have to try and guard guys. He's gonna all right. What I'm saying is that they're gonna they're gonna seek him out on the pick and rolls. Every every pick and roll is gonna be to get him to guard the best player, and he's gonna be exposed on defense. So me. Huh? The problem is also is like you have to understand when we go to the other end of the court, you have to guard him too. So he's gonna shoot a three. Not I don't do you watch Steph Curry's game? He's not yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. What what can he do? He takes it to the does he take it to the rim more than he shoots a three? Does he I shoot two pointers more than three pointers? Boxes. It's like, does he do this or does he do this? It's like that's not. That's does he shoot? Overall. Does he shoot more two pointers and does he take it to the rim more than he shoots the three? Hold on, hold on. Okay, he is a three point specialist. Yes, but he does not only shoot three. I'm not even arguing this point. I'm not even going to argue this point with you anymore. 
Because you're because the only thing you're doing is proving my point. The only thing you're doing is proving my point. I'm saying he's gonna get carved up on defense because he's a weak defensive player. And you just said that he's wait, wait, you just said that he's the weak the weakest link on his team when it comes to defense. I said that he should wait, 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 wait. I said that this this is why you get me mad. I said that he shoots more threes than he takes twos. You just told me he's a three a three point specialist. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Anyway, let me let me continue. Anyway, um, so yeah, so yes, yeah, Seth Curry is a defensive liability. Danny Green is going to be inconsistent when you it's when it when it counts the most. Right, right. Danny Green is going to be inconsistent when it matters the most. Ben Simmons, I don't understand. Like Ben Simmons could be he can be the greatest player. Like he could be one of the greatest players we've ever seen, but his unwillingness to just take a minor 18 foot jump shot is going to shrink the court for Embiid. Embiid needs he needs to catch it at the low blocks and just go to work. I don't know how that's going to work if he has his man guarding him. Right, and then he has the four or the three sagging off, faking, uh, faking a double team. Like I don't know how that's gonna work. You're not gonna have Simmons and Embiid on the same side of the floor, especially if Embiid if Embiid's doing a post up. There's no way you're gonna have him on the same side of the floor as um, Ben Simmons. Like you, why would you do that? Why, like no coach is. They don't need to be on the same side of the floor for a man to sag off of Ben Simmons. And Simmons, I can just play a zone against them. If Embiid's on the left side of the block, and Simmons is at Mm -hmm. the top of the key, or let's say he's on the right hand side of the three point line, Mm -hmm. and Simmons's defender is going to be where, in by where Embiid, in between, in between, in between Simmons. And Embiid, because they're going to be on the slant. They're going to be on the slant. Wait, wait, can I can I finish? Let me answer the question. Can I answer the question? Can I wait, wait, wait? Can I answer the question? So that he's going to be on a slant, because what you're describing is that the very the very opposite. So if he's on the right hand side at the of the corner of the um, or right hand side, the white hand is he on the wing or is he in the corner? You realize no one in NBA history plays defense like that, right? You're okay. Is he on? Wait, wait, because you don't understand. All right. Is he on the wing or is he in the corner? Where's Where's Ben Simmons? He's on because you said the right hand side. Is he on the wing or is he on the corner? Packed in zone, like there's no defense mm-hmm. you can play where there's mm-hmm. a dude who all right, this guy can't shoot. We have we have one guy on the low block on the left hand side. The other guy is on the mm-hmm. right hand side of the court. You then can't slash him because you're screwing up everyone else's. You literally can't guard and beat at that point. You have like you physically can't get to him, so I don't understand how they're going to now. What? I understand you're sagging off, but that's going to screw up everyone else on defense because if you jump into the lane, and let's say Embiid's there, and then his other guy jumps into the lane, you have Seth Curry, who you just described only shoots threes, will be mm-hmm. wide open. Like you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to sag wow, off with Tobias. Um, and I. 
Tobias Harris is not a good. He's not a good. He's not. He hasn't been a good shooter in two years. My point is, is like, look, they might not make the finals. I'm not. (laughs) That's how they've been losing. This is how they've been losing. Yeah, I understand. What? Two years ago, that was in the air. Like, if Kawhi shot doesn't go in, but who did they have two years ago? Who did they have two years ago? What did they? What did they start five look like two years ago? Exactly. Exactly. Do they have Jimmy Butler now? Do they have Jimmy Butler now? Okay, then. Thank you. Okay. That's why the NBA, the NBA, now is on the way the NBA is played because of Steph, guys like Steph and guys like Lillard. Everything is more spaced out. So if you have somebody that doesn't shoot, if you have enough bad shooters on one team it makes the court smaller which gives a which makes a post play a little bit harder than it needs to be if you have a post a dominant post player like mb that's all i'm saying um did i go down so i started i stopped at the 76s who else Who else? I went through the 76. I went through. Yeah, I think I went through everybody that was that you um that was projected to actually be able to beat them. Yeah, but yeah, with that being said, um if the Heat don't make it, I, I definitely have Brooklyn in the finals. I don't know. Who's your Who's your early season uh, MVP? Uh, Julius Randle. Nah. Um, it's funny because at the beginning of the season, I picked Luca, but my dark horse was Seth, Steph. But that's looking terrible now. Um, maybe I should. He wasn't really my 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 dark horse MVP. I thought he was going to lead the league in scoring because his team's that bad. His team is that bad, but he's not going to lead the league in scoring. Um. <clears throat> I think early, it's still like extremely early, and like it's been a weird time. Like Cleveland's three and zero, you know, Atlanta's three and zero. You could say Trey Young right now is the MVP. No, um, not well. No, not early. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, Let me rephrase the question. Like it's it's so early that like guys that like you know aren't going to be MVP candidates are like completely balling out. Uh, so I think I, I'll still, even though like they're kind of struggling, I guess the, off the bat. I mean, they're one and two, so like you know, struggling to a point. Uh, I still think that um, the, I still think that Luca will will win MVP. I just think he's just going to average too many good numbers, and I think that. Uh, his team's gonna win just enough games. I don't think they're gonna give it to LeBron. I don't think they're gonna give it to. AD. <laughs> they um, want to give it to Luca. Maybe. I mean, look, Jokic could could definitely make this more of a competition than I thought. Um, but Joker would probably be like my number two if I had a if, he, if I was like, all right, who do you think's gonna do it? Because he's been great. Um, and then number three. Uh, I thought Joel going into the season could have a chance. He's just not going to play as many games. He's just not. Um, 
And same thing with, like, I didn't see why people were picking Kevin Durant. Again, he's not going to play as many games. Like, he's just – you need to play games to win MVP. Like, you're not winning MVP this season winning playing 60 games. You're, you're just not. Uh, and I think – I mean, if it's a 72-game season. Yeah, that's why I said 60 games. 60 you out of have, You're not – you said you're not going to get – You're not winning playing. MVP playing 60, 60 out of 72 games. You're not. Well, you're got. You're going to have to play at least wow. 90 – Five percent of the games, at least. Just look at the last like couple. I believe games. they've all played over seventy. I believe that is around ninety percent of the games, though. Like Embiid, like not Embiid. Um, what's it called? Giannis. I know the season was kind of messed up, but he played. Essentially, he would have played in all the games except for two because his son was born. Um, Steph played all eighty-two. No, Steph played all eighty-one. Played eighty-one games when he won the, the second MVP. Russ won. Russ played 81 games when he won MVP. Harden played all 82 when he won MVP. You're just you're gonna have to play close to 95 percent of the games to win MVP. And like I said, I'm saying, 60, if 60, you're in back like 60 or 40. high 50s, 60 range, you're not doing that. And I don't think Durant's playing more than 60 games. Uh, so number three, I think that um, I think Tatum will have a lot of MVP buzz. Uh, I think Boston will be good. I think he'll play a lot of games. And like I said, I don't think Giannis will be in it. Uh, I don't think AD will seriously be in it. I think he'll be on the periphery. But I think it's going to definitely be between uh, Joker and Luka for MVP this year. All right. So I we don't, definitely don't agree on this topic. But um, Luka, Luka's team is not... Luca doesn't have a great enough team. secondary cast. Yeah, but we've seen dudes win MVP without having great teammates. Yeah, but um, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that it, can I can I finish? What I'm saying is that I don't believe that that team. Is a top three, a, a top three seed in the West. Like I just don't see it. Brunson, he's good and consistent. Um, Hardaway Jr., good and consistent. Powell, nah. Um, even though I love the um the unicorn, I don't think he's gonna be able to play enough games. Luca is a very good. He's going to own the league in due time, but not this season. That team to me is at best a four a fourth seed in the West. Um I know they put a they put a they dropped the Clippers by 50 points. That was embarrassing. But um that is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing where everything was clicking for that. Everything clicked. Like, everything clicked. And everything wasn't clicking for the Clippers. Like, they went, I believe they went, like, one for 19 from three in, like, the first half. Some, like, some crazy number like that. Time. Huh? Yeah, 27 points at halftime. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that right there is, like, once-in-a-lifetime type of smacking. Um. So... My MVP 
is um I'm not gonna I'm not and I'm not and I'm gonna stand ten toes ten toes down on this. I'm not, I have Damian Lillard as my first choice. I can see I can see him winning MVP this year. I have they have a better t- like from top to bottom they have a better team than Dallas. It's crazy. I'd even I'm not I'm not um, I'm just saying like I didn't even really consider him. I don't really know why. I because hmm. Yeah, no, that, was actually, that team yeah. has that team has some fire. That team has a lot of firepower, a lot of fire, and like finally they're like healthy. You know, only person I'm missing is on um, Collins, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, he should be back this season sometime this no, season. But anyway, about I, huh? He is at Collins. Oh, he's back. Um, yeah. So Damian Lillard would be first, I think. My second choice would be AD because now that LA team has gotten actually better. They lost athleticism as a as a whole when you when you when you get when you lose um Dwight Howard and um McGee, I think you lose a lot of athleticism and a lot of interior defense, but you replace it with a lot of basketball IQ and Mark Gasol and a lot of shooting and, and be able, again, spacing out the floor for a big. He, Mark Gasol is going to be able to space out the floor as well. Um, my man Montrez is going to be a very active down low and he's going to be able to redeem himself. Team, but like, why is AD going to be winning MVP? Well, I'm, let me... I'm I'm telling you, he's gonna they his team that actually won the chip last season got better. And him himself, who again, Sam Dusenberry, shout out to Pick and Pop Podcast. He actually played more minutes than Giannis and actually was I believe was more uh, even more efficient defensive player. But we could debate that all day. Um A D has tasted blood. AD is like a shark who's already tasted blood, and I believe once you, you that two paces out the cat, I mean that two paces out, you can't put it back in. Um, I believe AD is the in the top five players in the league to me. Yeah. No, so yeah, no. he definitely, I definitely have him as second because I believe the the team will be good, the team will be excellent, and his numbers will be of MVP quality. Um, my second, and I got, and I, and I think I probably have like a tie between, uh, for, for my third, I'm going to go with Paul George. The reason why I'm going to go with the reason, the reason why I'm going to go with Paul George is because you could only that, that type of embarrassment and that type of internet roasting. There's only one way to go. There's only one way to go from there. If you have any type of like pride in yourself, you can only go up from there. So I'm giving him the nod. I think he's gonna ball. I think he's gonna ball out this season. Like a lot of people don't have him in the top 15 players in the league. I have him in the top 15. Um, he's gonna show that he does belong in the top 15. I mean, he has he has glimpses of pure brilliance that I think he's going to be able to string enough of those together to warrant 
MVP consideration. And then tied with him, I'm going to go with the Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant. I mean, watching Kevin Durant, I mean, he's getting to his spots. It's looking effortless the way he, like, breaks his defenders down. He's playing defense. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to, he's going to get a lot of MVP consideration, um, this year based on him just being one on a great team and two, just being back to being that second greatest player on the planet or arguably first greatest, uh, first greatest player on the planet type status. So I'm definitely got those two top for third. For my uh, MVP this season. Yeah, I just don't see. <laughs> I just don't see how. Um, I just don't see how Paul George is going to get any. Like I understand, and like that was kind of. My, I had the Clippers. Like when, like the first first thing I had was the Clippers winning the title. And, like, it was the same thing you said. I, I was like, look, like, you cannot take that, that basically, like, humiliation and then not turn around and try to ball. But the fact that they still didn't really address their problem, which was, like, they don't really have a center and they don't really have a point guard. They really should have, honestly, I mean, they don't really have any first-round picks. They- let's not say point guard. Let's, let's, let's say – a facilitator because technically they have a point guard they have two point guards but they need a facilitator yes, they don't really yes they they basically have have two point guards which means they have none they yeah like you said uh i i thought they maybe should have traded for dennis Schroeder, but you can look at it goes like well they really couldn't because they don't have any more first round picks until 2027 so um it's like it becomes a thing where it's like you kind of have the team that you have, and they there wasn't really any quote point guards on the market. Now maybe they'll trade for someone. I know that you know Terry Rozier would make some sense for them, but still, it's like he's probably not the point guard you want. No, really, that's definitely not the really, point guard. There really want. is no point guard out there for them to get. Like there is no one now available. Uh, I just I mean, like I said before, like I I was going to say like I thought that. I was gonna say that I thought that their their pride, quote unquote, would show up. The fact that they got absolutely clapped by Dallas, you should never, ever lose to a team by fifty points. If I'm supposed to expect you to be a championship contender, there's games, yeah, you'll lose. You might lose by fifteen points, like some free throws might make it look different, whatever, that's fine. Some teams like you're on a back to back, some something happens. To get clapped by fifty I'm so out on them, and it's going to come at an interesting point because, like, they essentially have Paul George, and they have one year of Kawhi. And while I don't think Kawhi will leave, if they don't make it to the to the finals, like, is Kawhi really going to stay? Like, why, why is he going to stay? And I understand they got gave Paul George his money, but to me, that is looking more like a Blake Griffin type of thing, where it's like, we'll pay you 
And then maybe a team like Cleveland or the Knicks who might need a star and someone who's locked up or whatever will trade for you. And that's what their plan is. And to me, that is a definitely a door that could, the Clippers can, can easily walk down. So, no, I do not think that uh, I do not think that uh, Paul George would be MVP candidate. And I just don't like I said before, I don't think that uh, uh, Kevin Durant's gonna play enough games. Now, see, I don't think. Um, see, I don't think that the Clippers do have a, a, a facilitator, but I do think they have a big man in Ibaka. Yeah, but they basically had. And Zubac, which is a was a was a which is a decent um starting way. He is a starting center in the league. I don't see the thing. I don't think that they have a locker room leader. I don't think that they have a Jared Dudley. You said Jared Dudley's a leader. Yeah, he's a locker room leader. He's a locker room guy. Of what leader of the of the of the towels? Like what is he leading? Like he's the guy that tells LeBron, "Hey, LeBron, this is what they're doing on this side." Like he's a, a coach on the bench. Like really? I know that it, it's it's I know that it's like in style to like disrespect Jared Dudley, no, it's but it's a no, no, no. I'm waiting. It's a reason. He. It's a reason why teams still resign Jared Dudley. Like. He brings a lot of yeah, value this, this, to the locker room. Like so he was, he was single handedly. He wait, hold on. He single handedly, right? And LeBron even gave him credit on this. Had to wrangle guys like Javale McGee, J.R. Smith, Dwight Howard. He was the he was the one that those guys would 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 talk to, and he'll be like, "Yo, listen." You, like yeah, you guys are not gonna be able to play this this series, but like this is this is this is the route that we have to go on. Like just keep the steady Huh? He told them what was already known. He told them, but it's up to guys to is is see what you're not taking into consideration is the is the actual emotional part of it. You know what I'm saying? Just because well, job ain't to be you see, wait, wait, I know, I know this, is, I know this is your job. I know, I know, I know this is what you're getting paid for. But you have to understand the that guys like Dwight Howard, who was an all-star eight times, who was a three-time defensive player of the year, who was a star in this league, when he is relegated to the bench or he is relegated to not even playing for a series, it's guys like Jared Dudley that keeps him running. Jared ranked. Dudley. Yes, Jared Dudley. You're a reason no, no, you're a research guy, right? You do a lot of reading. You do a lot of research. I'm gonna give you homework, bro. I already and I need you and I need you and I need you on the Bill Simmons podcast. And I need you to understand the 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 impact that Derrick Dudley does have in a lot of mouthpiece. That's why okay. That's why he's still on the Lakers. Okay, because LeBron wants him on the Lakers. All right, no problem. That's cool. But he's been on other teams riding the bench. He rode the bench in Brooklyn. Um. He rode the bench in uh, during in the Suns like he's been good. like he's been this guy. But anyway, um, yeah, he they don't have any locker room leaders, <laughs> anybody that's gonna like. Yeah. Oh my god, Jared Dudley, man, uh, this dude gets a lot of credit for being trash. 
I mean, he's he's still in the league. There's a lot of dudes in the league. That he's still exactly a lot of dudes in the league for a reason. Yes, yes, yes. You're that's yes. Mm-hmm. You're talking. Um, yes. Okay. Um, that's why this, this is what I'm saying. That's why I don't like when people do. When people say like this dude X is trash, they then take it as oh, so you could beat him one on one. No. No, I, I at no point did I say that. No, no, no. At no, like, no please don't project. That's what the conversation leads. Don't project your insecurities onto me, sir. Don't project your insecurities onto me. Okay, you know you cannot be him one on one. I never said I could. Please not try to quell the argument by trying to give that piece of that giving that tidbit out. Thank Why would you. I okay. want to be so? Like I said, uh, Clippers. They don't. They lack a locker room lead. They lack a guy that's gonna wrangle these guys when the chips are down. When they're down by twenty, when they're down by thirty, they're not gonna be able to say, "Hey, yo, let's just come on." And I think when Abaka first signed with them, I thought Abaka was gonna be was gonna be that guy because he was essentially that guy in uh, Toronto. Also coupled with the fact of Kyle Lowry now. A locker room leader can only be as effective as an on-court leader. You know what I'm saying? So a guy like Ibaka is only going to be as effective if he has a Kyle Lowry. A guy like Jared Dudley can only be as effective as only if he has like somebody like LeBron or like enough veterans on the team. Like who like who are their respective veterans on the Clippers? Like vets, like it's like been in the league for like Eight nine years, crickets exactly. So well, I don't know. They like that. I, I, I wasn't gonna say nothing. Yeah, because it's, it's no like it's no one that comes to mind. But um, yeah, man. So, I mean, they're gonna get Bob with just pure raw talent because that team is talented. But um. Yeah, man. They don't. They lack the certain ingredients to like the chemistry to even that a championship team that a championship team would require. Um. Now, my rookie of the year, I'm gonna say. I don't think I would have said Obi Toppin. But I don't think he's gonna get enough the wins. I don't think he's gonna get enough wins to garner that tight. No one that, cares about wins. That, um, yeah, dog. What are you talking about? You know how many times dudes have who's the last rookie of the year that went to the playoffs? Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, wins. I mean, look, this is what I'm saying though. Cause to me, it's between three guys right now. It's between Weissman, Edwards, Obi Toppin. The winner of that award is going to be a person that actually gets the most wins to I me. Don't think because I think the numbers will be around the same, but it's like who this is going to be come down to who has the most wins. That's not true. Uh, I think I I had I picked Ob at the top of the year uh, to win MVP, not MVP to win our Rookie of the Year. I definitely don't uh, have that anymore just because. If you look at just the way, um, well, one he's hurt. And that's number one. The first game he played, he uh, he didn't really play. Um, he didn't really like play. I guess the way that people thought he would play. 
Uh, he kind of shot a lot of threes. He wasn't really like in the paint as much, uh, which is fine. I think that they're going to need guys to space the court still. Um, he's not going to get the shots. The, yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Like the guy who's not going to get enough shots. And Randall's been playing. Like I'm not. It's not a, like homerism or whatever. Just like actually look at his numbers. I think he right now he's playing. I think he has a triple double already. He's been the Knicks' best player, like by far. And not like, oh, like, you know, Stolen's got to average. He, I think he's averaging like 23, 7, and 6. Like, almost LeBron-type numbers. So, Obi is, while I think the team... The you see how you... <laughs> what? You know what? It's, it's, it's only been four games. So, I'm going to let you slide with that LeBron comment. Don't do LeBron but I just want to note. I just want to make a 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 note. I just want to make one note. Like... I just want to make one note. I just want to make wait, wait, wait. I just want to make one note. I love the way you balked and scoffed at my Jared Dudley take. Yeah, because I was but in the same breath, in the same breath, you you quite slyly compare Jewish rounds to LeBron. But go ahead though. But go ahead though. But go ahead though. But go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I just want you. I just want to let you know that I caught it. I'm gonna let you slide. I'm gonna let you slide because I want you to get your point across. This is something that you don't let me do. But go ahead. So, like I said before, he's been putting up LeBron-like numbers. I don't understand how that is comparing someone to LeBron. If I said, "Yo, he's putting up these types," don't put LeBron and Julius Randle's name right, in the so same sentence okay. ever again in life. Ever in life, don't you? Ever in life, put LeBron and Julius Randle's like, names in the right, same sentence. Like, right. LeBron averages for his career twenty plus seven and seven. This right now, Randle's averaging twenty plus ten and six. I I don't know what else. For four games. But go ahead. But go off. Like that is that is that is a point. So like I said, I don't think this man cannot shoot. But go ahead. Have the amount of shots to get the award now. Um, okay. I I do think Wiseman, from what I've watched him, has played really well. That that Warriors team is going to be really bad, like really, really, really bad. And I think it's only going to be a matter of time before they realize that like this season's kind of a wash. I don't know if they are like so tied to the idea of keeping not keeping Steph or anything. They're not going to trade Steph unless Steph says I want to leave, but. It's it's at a point where they, um, it's really it's at a point where they um, they know like, all right, we have to be able to get this guy to be, to get this guy up to speed so Steph can can drag along. Whether or not that's to trade him later or whatever, but like, to me, I think Wiseman is the best bet to get it just because. I still think Steph is a great player to play with. It helps him out a lot. Um, so yeah, I just I think it just from everything that makes that goes for it. I think I would pick Wiseman. Uh, I don't think Lamelo will just have the stats. I think there'll be games where Lamelo will have, you know, fifteen, fifteen, and ten. And I think there's games where Lamelo will have zero, four, and three. Um, but. Um, I think that I would go Wiseman. Um, 
and then I would go, um, yeah, I would go Wiseman. I would go, um, I would go Okoro. I think Okoro's playing fairly well. He's not playing right now. And then I would go with uh, probably probably Lamelo, just because I think the hype's just there. You know, I don't think the the numbers will necessarily back it all the way up. Um, <clears throat> Edwards is extremely good. I didn't think he was going to be that good. Like he has counter moves that he's able to that he's able to pull off, but like quick quick twitch. Like he, like he's got, like he, he has game. Um, but again, like my the rookie league is going to come down to who has the numbers, who has the wins, basically. Because I don't like that's like, who has the numbers, who has the wins. I'm going to Weissman and the Warriors. I believe that the Warriors have exactly eleven games to, and I'm and I'm and I'm going to give them. I'm going to shoot them. I'm going to shoot them some bail because again. The best defensive player is not playing. I don't know when he comes. In, I don't know when he comes back. I'm guessing sometime soon. But I'm gonna give them exactly eleven games to actually judge them correctly, and also for Bob Myers to pull off some type of some type of move. Because right now they're losing because Ubre and Wiggins are just not getting it done. Like they like they're shooting. Their shooting is abysmal. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's the good. that's why they're losing games. I mean, they got smacked. Of course, they got smacked by. They were supposed to lose to the. They were supposed to lose to Brooklyn. Um, who else they got smacked by the second game? Uh, Was it Dallas? They only won one game. And they beat the. Uh, they beat Chicago, Chicago but they lost to one. Um, it was a game winner. It was a game that they got blown out. Yeah, they got blown out by Milwaukee. Oh, so B- Brooklyn and Milwaukee, hey, whatever. What's up? Yeah. But um Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just like they um <clears throat> my father was looking at something on the computer. Um yeah. So they have exactly eleven games with Draymond for me to actually evaluate that team. The way I, the, uh, the way I want to evaluate, so I want to evaluate, evaluate them as fairly as possible. I understand, huh? like Draymond will have like he does have an ability to affect the game without scoring. That's not what I'm saying. It's just their problem is the fact that they can't score. Like you just yeah. can't put the ball in the hole enough and they don't scare anyone else offensively to the point where it's like a problem. So that's what I'm saying. Like is, is the, how long is this Wiggins and Uber going to be in a, in a shooting funk? Like how long, how long, how long will they be in this, um, in this shooting funk? Like, Bro, the, uh, the Knicks. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but do you get Colin Saxton and De'Aaron Fox confused? No. Okay, because I, I well, get them confused. Huh? Cut his hair. Yeah, I know. I know now. I'm like, yeah, he cut his hair now. But um, yeah. They also play but, different um, teams. 
I know they play for different teams, but sometimes like looking at them like they're roughly they're about the same size, correct? No. Kyle Saxon's yeah. short. Kyle Saxon's like six feet, six foot one. Uh De'Aaron Fox is like six three. You don't remember seeing him at Complex? No. De'Aaron Fox came into the, to our office. I don't think he, it was right before he got drafted. And no, I don't know. I was I don't care. But anyway. It was right before he got drafted. Um, and like like I'm about six feet tall. That dude was at least three inches taller than me. So like, yeah, they're they are not similar. They're both from the south, but dog, what uh so I guess we can end it off with um who's gonna be your most improved player? So I mean at the beginning of the season I had um RJ Barrett as the most improved player just because his rookie season, depending on how you want to look at it, was bad. I didn't personally think it was that bad, but like you look at a lot of the advanced stats or the counting stats, not the counting, the like statistics, he wasn't that good. Um, I think most improved is very hard to do just because like you're you have to basically assume a guy is just gonna get all of a sudden really good the next season. Uh, again, I don't know, and again, I'm not trying to be like a like a like oh like oh this is the Knicks guy, but like. I can't describe to you how much different this guy, Julius Randle, has been. Like, it's not just a fact that, like, his numbers, if you look at, like, last season to this season, his numbers are better. It's the fact that, like, how he actually is played, like, the fact that, like, he isn't turning the ball over, his shooting percentages aren't bad. He just had a triple-double. I guess a team, you could say, oh, it was Cleveland. Cleveland was 3-0. and He's not good at passing well, out of the double team, he's and he's really not good really too tonight. good at he's passing. Good. He's been good the last off the off the dribble four games, four games, correct? And four so, games? look, you said this might be most approved. I'm literally telling you, it's been four games. I can only base it off the games of the play. Okay. So, like, I, can't okay. Base it off I got you. So you want to make an early? I don't know. You, don't, you just don't want to make an early prediction. Oh, so you could only make it off the games. Okay, no problem. I'm just you. decide how you want to do it. Um, I'm just telling you, like. This is not a Knicks podcast, by the way. I just want to let you know this is not a Knicks I'm not co- saying this is a Knicks cast. Knicks cast. I literally just said, based off okay. the games he's played so far and his numbers, mm-hmm. I think he's going to mm-hmm. potentially be in a conversation for most improved. I don't know. Again, most improved okay. has always been a hard conversation. I had LaMelo. Not LaMelo. I had Lonzo one time. I had... Uh... Yeah, so it's just... It's, it's a complicated award to pick... It's like you can't, you know, sometimes it's like kind of in your face who the guys are. Um, a lot of times what ends up happening is it goes to like a second-year player. That's kind of like the history of the award. Uh, that's why I think I had Barrett. Um, I mean, Colin Sexton, I think, could be up there too. He had a really – he's been playing outstanding the last couple of days since we just talked about Colin Sexton. Um but, you know, those are the two guys right now that have stood out to me. I'm going to go with Lonzo Ball as um, my most improved because Lonzo has shown that he is takes the game 
seriously. And what I mean by that is this man has changed his shooting form for a third time. Second or third time? The second or third time he has since changed his shooting Once he got to New Orleans, he changed it. I don't know if he changed it after... Cause he used to shoot. No, no. He this is this is about his second time changing the shooting form, and it's looking more crisp. He got a little bit more arch. He has a little bit more confidence playing with JJ Redick. JJ Redick is saying, "Hey, he's like imploring him to shoot more." Um, I think his 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 averages have been. I think he's averaged about ten to eleven points. I think he brings that up to about fifteen because I actually think that. Lonzo is the engine that runs the Pelicans. If Lonzo is able to score between 15 to 20 points, and this is just like Ingram being Ingram, Zion being Zion, that team to me is can be a six, 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 a six seed in the West. Um. I haven't done enough research, but I'm willing to bet that the games that Lonzo does, well, for last, I'm talking about last season, that he actually scored between 15 and 20 points. I think they've won a great amount of games, a great games, and they've lost. When he's in the game and he has confidence. He's pushing the rock and he's getting people involved. That offense is so smoothly ran. It's insane. When he's not in the game and like they they let uh Drew Holiday I'm I'm talking about last season. They let like Drew Holiday they gave the ball more to Drew Holiday. The offense is still good, but it wasn't to where it it it's like it's apex with Lonzo. So that team to me is gonna go as far as Lonzo goes and the way Lonzo was shooting and executing this season. And he's looking like he has way more confidence than he has. I believe that he's, he's going to be in a run for um, most improved player player this year. And plus he's on a, um, they didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't come to a agreement on the, no, um, not an extension. on his extension. So, this is like, uh, well, this is a, a actual contract here for him. So it's like, yeah, he's gonna have to ball out. He's gonna be forced to ball out this season. So I think, yeah, it will definitely be uh, Lonzo will definitely be, if not the winner, he'll definitely be in a running for uh, most improve, most improve. And uh, if I had to guess a second person, um. Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Michael Porter Jr. is also going to be that engine for Denver. Denver is going to be only going to be as good as Michael Porter Jr. He's going to be a pivotal role in getting that team to the next level. Um, I think everyone acknowledges that even the Joker came out and said that we have to get this guy the ball a bit more. So I also have for that I also have him like it's just like he he has like a his game like his shooting game is so smooth it reminds me of like Tracy McGrady the way it's like silky like silkiness he has like a silky like shooting form it's just like 
It's less. It's like you know, like you know, it's gonna go in. But um, yeah, he. I got those two as my um early picks for okay. most improved. I got you. Probably, probably just wrapping. I guess. Yeah, and I guess we can end it here. So, this has been the, 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 I guess, first episode of the Respectfully Unruly podcast. This is with your boy AB and your boy. Oh, you're not going to say my name? Let's just call me Just. Just call him Just? It's like a pimp. That's probably like, that, that could probably be like a new Instagram just name. Him. Just call him Just. Pimp name Slipback. Just call him Just. It's like a pimp name Slipback. Huh? Yeah, I said the whole thing. Yeah, pimp name Slipback. Yeah. Just call him Just. Yeah, that that's a that's a. I think I'm gonna start calling you calling you that from now on. Just call him Just. All right, guys. This is enough of me rambling, but this has been the first episode of the Respectfully Unruly podcast, and we'll see you later.